a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. All right, you sinners, swing! Welcome to an exciting addition to the Tricky Kid Radio Podcast Network, hosted by filmmaker and DJ Louie Turner. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Sinner Swing, the Van Halen podcast. A special guest today joining us, Darren Paltrowitz is here to put out the DLR book. And when I say DLR, of course, you know who I'm talking about, David Lee Roth. How David Lee Roth changed the world. Darren, how the hell are you, sir? Roy, because of an intro like that, I am great. I'm so glad you like that title. I've had people loathe that title and people love that title. So glad you like it. No, that title is perfect because David Lee Roth changed the world. And it's about time that, that somebody made a definitive thing about that. How did David Lee Roth change the world? Darren? Did early MTV change the world? Yes. Yes. And how many bands are more synonymous with early MTV than Van Halen and David Lee Roth? Just onto that alone. Then when you talk about the Sunset Strip and hard rock and all that kind of stuff, you probably think of Motley Crue and Van Halen set the template for that California look, that California dream and sound. Van Halen just changed everything. And so many people followed the David Lee Roth template in terms of the look the sound being a funny guy from the time we book this until the time you and i are talking david lee roth is back in the headlines with some crazy crazy shit yes and this, could, this whole thing could completely derail and go down all those rabbit holes it's a little too irresistible for you and i not to touch upon it a little bit i'm a rothologist <laughs> and there were a lot of things in here I had never heard before. You make me want to go back and read Crazy from the Heat. Henry Rollins told me in 1990, David Lee Roth is the angriest, angriest. person. They were talking originally, Crazy from the Heat was going to be on his 21361 yes. book publishing label. And I was so excited about it. Yeah, this part of my research to go, okay, so what did Roth say? Ozzy being influenced by Van Halen. That never, ever occurred to me. And you're 1,000% correct. I'm a big Ozzy fan, but what Ozzy sounds like at any given time is somewhere between what the trend is and who his collaborators are. Ozzy does not write much of his material. It sounds different when Randy Rhodes is in the band than Jakey Lee, which sounds different than Zach Wilde. When... Ozzy went solo after Black Sabbath. He had a tiny record deal. Of course, Ozzy's looking around going, hmm, who can I be more alike so I'm relevant again? Yeah, That's where my mindset comes from. I talked to people who worked with Dave, and he's never said one nice thing about Eddie behind the scenes ever. Not about Wolfie. Van Halen and David Lee Roth in 1996, 1997. You do a elegant job of untangling this in a way... That, that's enjoyable to read. Like, there was two two periods I wanted to stick my teeth into was the Edom and Smile era and 96. I read every interview, everything that I could possibly consume of that time. And yet I still was able to see it differently. 
there were still more people from that 96 era that told me they were going to go on record and then ghosted me. So no. I feel like there's still more people I can get the true story from, but I, I'm pretty confident that we know what went down at this point. So how did you come to write a book? What made you decide to do it? How, how did you get the book deal? I podcast and I spoke with a lot of people who worked with Dave and it occurred to me, hey, I've got a lot of source material. So I went down a list of every publisher I could find and everyone said no, but one of them went no, but since you're an alumnus of the school, here's a list of every literary agent that we know that works with music. And they gave that to me and every one of them but two said no. The guy who was interested, you need to give me a package that I can give to the publishers. And it has a sample chapter, a description of the book, a description of who you are, how you're going to market it, comparable titles. And that would be like 20 to 30 pages of work that you're going to do with no guarantee you're going to sell the book. I did that within 72 hours. And he had an offer within three days from Backbeat I turned in my book about a year before it came out, but still another 40, 50 people I wanted to speak with in doing a book like this. The people who know the most about Dave, odds are, are people you don't know exist. Dave has everyone NDA'd up, and so did the Van Halens as of the 90s. That wasn't part of the deal that you had to get Dave Lee Both involved? My sample chapter was chapter one, which is about my 2003 interview with Dave and why he's significant and how Van Halen was related to me. So I never promised that Dave was going to be part of the equation. He doesn't usually like dig digging into the past. So that led me to use my PI background to find out who the people were and get public records. He had the opportunity to give his narrative, but he chose to ignore had I spoken to Dave, I probably would not have gotten a lot of these stories. He ended on bad terms with a lot of people. The late 90s had a lot of lawsuits. And there's not a lot of people from Dave's life in the early 80s who were still around. Why do you think he had so many problems? There is mental illness involved. Growing up rich and then being famous for 40 plus years and always having enough money to do whatever you want and being able to buy yourself out of stuff, entitlement issues, that's independent of mental illness, lack of a co-pilot, not married, who doesn't have a kid that we know of. He can hire and fire people as much as he wants. There's no repercussions. All yeah. you have to do is listen to him talk at a thousand words a clip yeah. And you look in 900 different directions, knowing that there's this kind of autism like Rain Man thing happening. I, I love funny. two minutes of Roth. Yeah. I don't love 11 minutes of Roth. <laughs> We've been waiting our whole lives for you and Andy to, to get back together, and it's happening. And oh no, don't do that. Why do you got to do that? When he was in Van Halen, Daily Roth, he came out with the EP Crazy from the Heat. He was going to make a movie called yes. Crazy from the Heat, and there was going to be a soundtrack. So if the movie had been made, what do you think the soundtrack would have been called since the EP Crazy from the Heat already out? Eat Him and Smile album was the soundtrack to the Crazy from the Heat movie. So I guess it would have been called Crazy from the Heat, the soundtrack. 
This is the, when was the very first time you saw Van Halen in any capacity? I never got to see Van Halen live. I've seen Dave solo tons of times and Sammy. When was the first time you saw Dave? I don't know what it is about Long Island. We're a major metro area, whereas a New York New York City suburb, we don't get the concerts that everyone else gets. So 03 then, this would have been the Diamond Dave tour. Where did you see that tour in Long Island? I saw that at Westbury Music Fair. Then a couple of months later, I saw it in Japan. Then a couple of months later, I saw it in uh, Milwaukee. And then a year, give or take, I saw it in New York City at the PlayStation Theater. Because he was doing a lot of touring in that era. He was kind of a weekend warrior of sorts. Yeah. My first time seeing David Lee Roth or any member of Van Halen it was also my first concert, which was the Eat em and Smile Tour. So how, how old are you? I'm 41. You would have been too young to have seen the Eat em and Smile Tour. I saw the 86. Eat em and Smile Tour. Nice. Yeah. As a, a 12-year-old in Little Rock, Arkansas, one thing I did not know was originally when he was putting together the Eat em and Smile Band, the girl from Vixen was going to be the original drummer. But Roxy Petrucci was on the list, yeah. Billy Sheen was the first choice, the top draft pick. But Steve Vai was not the first choice. That was supposed to be Steve Stevens. And the keyboard player was not originally Brett Tuggle. It was Jesse Harms, who went on to play with Sammy on and off for decades. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. Batman, I'm run. I'm gonna 
This is Sam Jones Flash Gordon. I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. <laughs> you wrote a book about Dave versus Van Halen. Are you an Eddie person or a Dave person? Neither. I'm a Michael Anthony person after writing this book and learning. They all did bad things to each other. The more you delve into the personalities of Van Halen, you realize what a toxic band and the fan base it was. Van Halen is keeping its records out of print. They're not merchandising. It sucks when your favorite artists are killing their own legacy. I don't think that Alex Van Halen is the most motivated person. And he is who's steering the ship. With Dave, I find that he does things for one of two reasons. Either it's going to pay a lot of money or it's a bucket list thing that he'd pay to do. That's Coming fair. back to Van Halen pays a lot of money. Play clubs with the Eat em and Smile Band. What, what, why do I want to do that? You want to go uh, hike across seven continents and risk your life and learn how to speak Greek and play jazz ukulele? Yeah. How much yeah. does that cost? But you, you think you and smile. Were you in word of been playing clubs? It would be the same 2,000 people that would go see Steve Vai. The same 2,000 people going to see Mr. Big with Billy Sheehan. A lot of people would look at recent videos of Dave and go, oh, he's not singing. He's not doing kicks. Nah, yeah. I want to yeah. remember the good stuff. I have been making this documentary on the band King's X. I tease Doug because one night, there's a thing called the Lucky Seven Bowling Alley where they just kind of do these jams. And yeah. it's like an LA thing where anybody can show up. Word got around pretty quickly that Vi, Bissonette, Sheehan, and oh. Dave. Doug was backstage and posted a picture. Now, the picture came out way later. But I tease him that he is responsible for why it didn't happen. So I always go, you owe me an Eat em and Smile reunion. <laughs> That's funny. I have a theory which I will never be able to prove. Dave called the fire department on this because he knew he couldn't deliver on the show. On the 15 tour, he was terrible. 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 He's shredded and in shape, and that's great, and he can wear clothes that I'll never be able to fit into, but he was not good vocally. I was actually at NAM with Doug mm -hmm. when... McBroom came up and did that? Sheehan, Vi, and... Oh, everybody, I was side stage. My whole life is happening right here. So if David Lee Roth comes out, I told my crew, the focus is off King's X, and on to this for as long as this happens today. I've waited my whole life for this. And then she walked up on stage and did the line. Yes. And, and I didn't even get it that, like, because I'm behind the amp line, behind the PA system. So, so it was like, I thought maybe they just got somebody to do that because I thought it would be funny. I did not know in the moment that that was actually her. In 2015, something happened that nobody explained. My favorite Van Halen song is Light Up the Sky, which they opened with on that tour. And I was in the photo pit shooting it in Dallas, Texas, and I could not make out what even the song was. 
And this is my favorite song. And I could not make out heads or fucking tails what the song even was. It was that bad. I heard rumors there was throat stuff. Dave wearing the scarf in those downtown sessions. The scarf is over his throat. Dave's known to be a cigarette smoker, but then he makes reference to Ed being taken by the Marlboro Man. If you're on a a heavily insured Live Nation tour, you're not going to go, hey, by the way, our lead singer has had throat cancer because then you would cancel the tour and everyone loses. It was never talked about. But he's trying to sing the notes to, he's now just making up new melodies in a higher register that have nothing to do with this anymore. He's borderline jazz scatting around the melodies. Yeah. How, how do you explain that? Like he lost his range, but he's able to sing higher. Yeah. I, I did see him in Vegas in 2020. And in the room, it was fun. When you watch it on YouTube, it sounds abysmal. Dave knows that he's not good. Once you can build trust with people who've worked with Dave. Once you're in, you're in. And one of their communal things will be, huh, remember that time Dave did blank? And they laugh about it. But we're going to segue from Jones Beach into this because we are going to have to talk a little bit about the current. So far, I've had nothing but respect for Wolfgang. I like the way he's handled himself. I like the way all of his interviews have been. He seems really the only sane person And why a different kind of truth happened, why those tours happened, none of that would have ever happened. You're not going to find anybody that's going to say one bad word about Wolfgang. And the only person that would be fearless to do it or doesn't give a fuck would be Dave. The way he presents himself and those weird videos that he makes, he's like some bored millionaire genius with too much coke. But for me, there's no way that didn't happen. I believe him. He's talking about... The accountant that was kicked out, Eddie had the same accountant, Barb, for like 25 years. I'm pretty sure Wolfgang would know that accountant. So that pokes a little hole in it. Women with Gucci bags had the checks for 80 plus crew members. No one gets direct deposit in the Van Halen world and doesn't have an all access pass and can't just go to security. This does not make sense. I don't think they've meant somebody holding a Halliburton yeah. 82 checks. What I think he was trying to say was he had a personal relationship with this woman and he invited her and they did not like he was dating within the circle. This person was part of the organization. I don't think she was carrying the actual bonuses, but I think that she was potentially there to to deliver some news. I believe that there is somebody that came to the show as his guest that had thrown out and he he did it to try to teach Dave a lesson. I knew about the Lakeland show on the Eat and Smile tour, but Mm -hmm. I just asked Billy directly three weeks ago when he was here. Is I was like, why did you guys never do a full pro shot thing of Edom and Smile? I said, that show has had to live in my brain since 1986. But according to your book, there's a show on his yeah. hard drive. Yeah. He said he would give it to Dave in a heartbeat if Dave asked for it, but he doesn't own the rights to it. I come from literally nowhere, Arkansas. My mother very briefly dated James Mangrum oh, in wow. the late 1970s. 
I specifically remember waking up one Saturday morning to watch cartoons walking over the members of Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> so when the first time I showed Van Halen to my mom, the very first time I ever heard that reference was from her going, he looks a lot like Jim. What is your favorite era of David Lee Roth's musical output besides Van Halen? Eat him and smile because the songs are there. It's not embarrassing. It's the right amount of funny, the right amount of virtuoso, the right amount of chorus, the right amount of outside collaborator. It's not too much, Dave, like it is with A Little Ain't Enough. I did not hear the song A Little Ain't Enough until Greg Bissonette told me to listen to it when I interviewed him in 2019. And that song could have easily fit on Edelman's Smile. The video is fucking fantastic. I have learned to like everything else except your filthy little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> She's My Machine's great. You know, big Train's great, but No Big Ting is an, a musical crime that's unforgivable. So it was, it was one that goes, everybody's got the monkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not its finest moment. But, but once again, the book is called The DLR Book. It's out now. How David Lee Roth changed the world. Darren Paltrow. Talk soon. Happy to tape with you again in the near future. That was Darren Paltrowitz. When you start talking to David Lee Roth, the whole point is sharing experiences. Get this book, man. It's out now. I love it. Crank it loud today. David Lee Roth, DLR book. My guest, Darren Pouchowitz. Thank you, sir, so much. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals, distributed by iHeartRadio, created and directed by Roy Turner, edited and mastered by Marcus Miller, theme music by the Buck Pets, original score by Jocelyn Hunt, artwork by Antora Sandy, marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2. Type TrickyKid Radio Podcast on Facebook and DJ TrickyKid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ TrickyKid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single screen, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.